0: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the School for Human Transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley Podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit and work. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Mind Valley Podcast. This is Vision Lakiani, and today I'm bringing you the one and only legendary biohacker and American athlete. Ben Greenfield. So Ben is one of the most remarkable minds in optimizing the body, the brain, sleep, nutrition, metabolic efficiency, and just about every aspect of ensuring that your body is running like a Ferrari and not a Ford Pinto. I love Ben's work because Ben has had a massive influence in my life. For example, Ben was here in Tallinn, Estonia, with his children, when we were having Main Valley University. So Ben's kids were enrolled in our university program, as was my children. And we'd go out with the kids and eat at one of Tallinn's incredible restaurants till 9pm every night, just enjoying the beer and the food and those incredible Tallinn meals. But then from 9pm to 1pm the very next day, Ben would teach me some of his tactics to go on an intermittent fast to optimize for metabolic efficiency through the right 10 minute exercises in the morning to adapt my body to a concept called hemosis, which is hot cold showering. Also, that I could enjoy life while still keeping my body lean and ripped, just like Ben's body. See, Ben is one of those truly remarkable individuals. He has just learned to fine-tune and engineer his body to a ridiculous degree. He has been able to reverse his biological age. He is one of only three people in the world who have won special awards from the Spartan race for completing nine of the toughest Spartan races in the world within a 12-month span. I mean, think about that. These are races that literally break your body, and he did nine in one year. So in this talk, which Ben delivered at AFES, Sardinia, which was on the topic of longevity, Ben is going to go on a nonstop stream of consciousness on how to biohack your body, your brain, your sleep, your nutrition, so that your body is performing at peak levels. I think you're really going to love it, but um, it might be a lot to take on. So if you are listening to this podcast while you're driving, I know you're probably going to want to re-listen to it with a pen and paper. Sitting down so you can take all of the notes. Now, for those of you who want to actually see Ben's slides, know that this particular episode will be appearing on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, type in Mind Valley Talks, and if you don't see the episode there now, it will be going up shortly. So search for Ben Greenfield on the Mind Valley Talks YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see the slides and the diagrams and all the scientific data that he shares. So I can't wait for you to get started with Ben Greenfield. Luciani and this is the Mind Valley podcast.
1: There's a Venn diagram on longevity. I was thinking about this this morning and it goes into of all the prevailing characteristics that we see in all of these different blue zones, what are the ones that overlap that make people live a long time that are consistent from culture to culture? We see a high intake of wild plants and legumes. Another one is low-level physical activity all day long. Absence of smoking is another. Family, love, life, relationships. So we'll split this into three sections. Three sections. How to optimize your mind, how to optimize your body, and how to optimize your spirit. I'm going to go over some of my most potent tips for each of these. Body, mind, and spirit as we go. So... We're going to start with MIND. This concept of balancing your neurotransmitters. Dopamine, serotonin, an inhibitory neurotransmitter that helps you sleep called gamma-aminobutyric acid, and acetylcholine. Those are some of your most important neurotransmitters. And there are certain things that you can do to keep these in balance. Who likes coffee? Who knows one of the best ways that you can balance your neurotransmitters and keep coffee from gradually depleting some of those excitatory neurotransmitters and keeping you from doing things like sleeping, napping, relaxing, or avoiding that post-cup-of-coffee crash? What's something you could add to coffee? It's theanine. Theanine. T-H-E-A-N-I-N-E. You add about a 100 milligrams of that to a cup of coffee, and it helps to balance your neurotransmitters and keep you from getting that jitteriness from coffee and also keeps coffee from imbalancing your neurotransmitters. So 100 milligrams of theanine. Another Ayurvedic herb that acts a little bit similarly is called Tulsi, T-U-L-S-I. But is very easy to find on a website like Amazon. You got 100 milligrams of that to a cup of coffee. Next is a book by Dr. Ben Lynch. It's called Dirty Genes, Dirty Genes. This is one of the best books I've read recently on how certain people have different genetic factors that can keep you from metabolizing certain things or that can keep you from responding to certain things such as coffee or alcohol, anything that you might consume in a beneficial way. So for example, I found from that book that my body responds poorly to alcohol. I know that, I don't drink a lot of alcohol. And there is a certain stack that I found in that book called Sammy and homocystex that help to stabilize my body's response to alcohol. He has a quiz online. He's got a book. This is one fantastic read recently for me for balancing the brain. The other really good one, the Edge Effect book, and there's a free quiz online for this. It allows you to figure out what your neurotransmitter dominance is, and then you can make your food and exercise and lifestyle choices based on your neurotransmitter dominance. Another excellent book and one that I recommend as well. So Theanine and the Dirty Genes book, along with the Edge Effect book, are three really good ones for the neurotransmitters. The next one is leaky brain. Your brain has a blood-brain barrier that's supposed to keep certain toxins, certain chemicals out of your brain. And by keeping that brain or that blood-brain barrier sound, you're going to increase your ability to be able to operate neurologically. So one thing is cold showers. It's funny. One of the most popular videos on YouTube that I have is how to take a cold shower, which I think is hilarious that people have to watch a video to figure out how to take a cold shower, but if you want to upgrade it, Ray Cronice has a specific hot, cold contrast shower. I took one this morning as soon as I woke up. All you do is 20 seconds of cold to 10 seconds hot, 10 times through. It's called a five-minute hot, cold contrast shower. In working with a lot of his clients, he was able to not only strip body fat off of them because you get conversion of adipose tissue into metabolically active brown fat, but it's also fantastic. Anytime you get exposed, especially if you can get your head wet, or your head cold for your blood-brain barrier integrity. This is another way that you can do things. I don't know if anyone's ever been in one of these cryotherapy chambers. That's the spiritual warrior or the uh, J.P. Sears on YouTube. He has hilarious videos. But the idea behind these cryotherapy chambers is sound. It decreases your body's temperature, and you get a lot of the benefits of cold, but you got to make sure your head goes under. Aubrey's tip to me, by the way, when I interviewed him on my podcast was when you do these cryotherapy chambers, going to kind of get your head low and knock on the outside of the chamber so the person who's attending it knows that you're not dead yet. I don't know if that's as good a strategy as mine, which is to simply get a cold tub or a cold bath or a cold sink full of water and try to dip your head a few times each week. Getting your head cold is fantastic for the blood-brain barrier. It's something I try to do each day, some kind of a cold shower or cold contrast. I have a blog post on my website about all the different ways that you can set up a cold pool, anything from a $15,000 investment to a really nice chiller ozonated system in your backyard to a freezer hack where you can get a $200 to $400 freezer off of Craigslist and make for yourself an ice bath. But this is one of the better things that you can do for your blood-brain barrier. The next is to breathe. There's a lot of different ways that you can breathe, but there's a fantastic form of breathing called Buteyko breathing. The idea here is that in many cases, even though something like say Wim Hof style breathing is fantastic for getting ready for a workout or for increasing your tolerance to cold, you do wind up breathing off a lot of carbon dioxide. And in an ideal scenario, based on longevity studies, you want a slightly higher level of carbon dioxide simultaneous to a high level of oxygen. Because when you have a lot of carbon dioxide in your system, it shoves the oxygen into the tissues. This is called the Bohr effect. So in an ideal scenario, you teach your body how to both increase carbon dioxide and increase oxygen simultaneously. The form of breathing that teaches you how to do this is called Buteco breathing. And the way to figure out if you're getting good at it is you take a normal exhale and then you just go for as long as you can without taking a sharp inhale. Now, a good score would be anything about 40 seconds or longer, being able to hold your breath after a passive exhale. That's a good sign that you can tolerate high levels of CO2 and high levels of oxygen. There are some really good books out there that teach you how to do this. There's also even a little rebreather device that you can hang around your neck, and I use this when I go on walks. It simply goes in your mouth. It teaches you how to exhale slowly, retain a lot of carbon dioxide, then breathe in through your nose and get a lot of oxygen. So maintenance of both carbon dioxide and oxygen and not trying to breathe off all your CO2 all the time is actually important for longevity because you stay oxygenated and the oxygen gets into tissue. Another one is a trick that Paul Check taught me. I didn't realize based on probably a lot of my years spent bodybuilding that focus on keeping the abs tight and sucked in how much I use my abs and my chest when I breathe until he did an analysis. He looked at me and said, Ben, you hold your abs in, you push your chest out, you know, you have that old bodybuilding habit. And so what he taught me was a kite string trick that I use at my desk. I tie a kite string around my waist and I make sure that I can feel that kite string moving in and out during the day while I breathe. And that is a cue to me to do deep belly breathing rather than this shallow chest form of breathing, activates receptors in the chest, activates cortisol, and keeps me from getting as much oxygen as I actually need. So the kite string trick works really well. There are some different apps and devices now that will cue your phone via Bluetooth signal when you're slumping, but all you really need is a kite string. The second form of breathing that I really like is called box breathing. Who in here knows about box breathing? I trained, I did the equivalent of a hell week for civilians with the Navy SEALs in Encinitas, and the most powerful form of breathing that they taught me when we were getting battered by the Pacific Ocean and when we were getting buried in the sand and doing these 26-mile night hikes and just getting beat up for a week was box breathing. Very simple. I do this when I walk through airports. I'll do it before I get on stage to talk, to suppress the heart rate a little bit. It's very simple. It's a four-count in, four-count hold, four-count out four count hold. Box breathing. And you can do a five, 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 a six, six, six. There's some people really good at breath work. We'll do a 20 in, 20 hold, 20 out, 20 hold. This idea of box breathing, though, is one of the better stress control strategies that I've used. Okay, next is eating. Next is eating for your mind. Now, if you were to walk up to me and you were to offer me a big stick full of cotton candy, or perhaps one of those snack packs full of healthy food that you get at the airport and you turn it over and you look at the label and the number one ingredient, as you see in most processed and packaged food these days, is canola oil, safflower oil, or sunflower oil, or any other processed vegetable oil, I would choose the cotton candy, hands down. And that's because those type of oils are worse for your body than sugar. See, I can metabolize sugar. I can drop and do 30 burpees and stabilize my blood glucose levels, and the body can metabolize sugar very well. Oils, on the other hand, are what comprise your cell membranes after you eat them. They literally are what make up your body. And if you're making up your body with rancid, high amounts of processed oils, what happens is your cell membranes suffer and your longevity suffers. One of the best treatises on these topics is a book called Deep Nutrition by Dr. Kate Shanahan. It really hammers home this idea that there's one thing that you would eliminate from your diet to care for your nervous system. It would be vegetable oils because those stick around your body far longer than sugar. Okay. The next one is organ meat. We eat a lot of organ meats at our house. Liver, heart. We do Braunschweiger and head cheese, which are mixes of, you know, kidney and heart and liver. And I realize this is gross for some people to eat organ meats, but the idea is you can get desiccated liver capsules. You can get these in supplement form if you don't like the idea of eating organ meats. In my opinion, taking a little liver. Soaking that in raw milk, dredging it in a little bit of egg and coconut flour and cooking it up with some butter and some bacon and onions is actually pretty mouthwatering. But if you're not an organ meat person, then go for something like a liver capsule. The idea of having organ meats at least once a week, though, is fantastic for the brain. You get things like B12 and taurine and all sorts of vitamins your body wouldn't normally otherwise get large amounts of. Another one is creatine. A lot of people think creatine is like a bro science molecule for footballers and powerlifters, but your body decreases in its available creatine content as you age. And creatine is a known nootropic. It's fantastic for the brain. And because you lose a lot of it as you age, a really good anti-aging strategy is to simply take five grams of creatine per day. No need to load, no need to deload. You simply take five grams of creatine each day as a daily supplement, and it's fantastic for the brain. Okay, next is smart drugs and neutropics. I get a lot of questions about these. This is a favorite hack of mine on an airplane. That's a nicotine toothpick sticking out of a cup of black coffee. It's the old kind of cigarette cup of coffee writer's trick, but I'll use a nicotine toothpick to achieve that same effect. Just very small micro doses of nicotine. They go perfectly with a cup of black coffee. The other one, I've got a lot of questions about this, I don't know why, in the past two days, is LSD, microdosing with LSD. Now, this is also something that's fantastic for merging the left and right hemispheres of your brain, enhancing creativity. I finished my first work of fiction about six months ago. The entire thing was written every Friday on a microdose of LSD. I would wake up in the morning. It's fantastic for getting creativity and analytical thinking going at the same time, which is perfect for fiction, for creative writing, for copywriting, for anything for which you need to actually produce a lot of creative content but stay analytical at the same time, about a 10 to 20 microgram dose of LSD. This is the intellect tree. The intellect tree. This is found in a smart drug that I like called Qualia Mind. It's kind of a newer nootropic that you'll find being added as an ingredient to a lot of these herbal blends, but it's a very interesting one because it enhances memory and comprehension, and you can get this in a supplement form. So it's called Silastris panicactulus. I like how it has that doctrine of signatures going for it, though. It kind of looks like a little brain in the same way that a walnut, which is also fantastic because the choline for your brain looks like a brain. There's a lot of other clues that nature gives us. Pomegranates being good for your heart. Tomatoes being good for your heart. Avocados being good for your ovaries. All sorts of cool things. But that's an interesting one, this intellect tree. Okay, next is to upgrade your head. I use light for this. There's a few different ways that I use light. I was talking last night to a few people about sun gazing, and this is how I do it. I don't actually believe in the sun, so I just put glasses on. I'm stuck indoors a lot of the time riding. So this is actually fantastic for regulating your circadian rhythm and getting a lot of the benefits of sunlight. It's a greenish-blue light wave spectrum, and these are glasses that you wear. I wear these for about 25 minutes every morning while I'm working on my computer, walking around the house, making a cup of coffee, taking a dump with my giant glasses on. But basically, this spectrum is fantastic for enhancing your wakefulness, greenish-blue spectrum of light. Another one that I'll use as almost like a biohack for exercising the cells, for opening and closing the cells, is called pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, made by a company called Pulse Centers. There are a couple devices. There's one called an earth pulse and one called a flex pulse. Now, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, or PEMF, is something you can put at a different setting for anything you want to achieve. Like you set it at three hertz for relaxation and sleep. You can set it at 10 hertz for focus, you can take these things and put them at 100 hertz on a muscle that might be injured, but PEMF is a very good strategy, not only for using to enhance your mind to wake up the brain, you can place it near your head at about 10 hertz, but also for anything that you'd want to use full body. So PEMF is another one I've been using a lot of lately. Another way that I've been kind of focusing on getting more oxygen to the brain particularly is via combining hypoxic and hyperoxic training. Now, there are devices you can buy, like the one you see there with me on the bicycle is called a Live O2. It sucks all the air out of the room, concentrates the oxygen, and then you breathe in pure oxygen. And then with the flip of a switch, you can flip it to hypoxia, or very low levels of oxygen. Now, you can simulate this and almost do like a, like a portable version of this a couple of ways. You can go on sprints, and I'll do this sometimes where I'll jog or I'll walk from one telephone pole or one marker to another, only breathing through my nose. And then when I get to the next marker, I'll speed up, I'll breathe through my mouth to hyperoxygenate my body, then I'll go back to nasal breathing. So I'm maintaining CO2 and oxygen at the same time, figuring out a way to do hypoxia combined with hyperoxia. you also see me with a training mask on in that photo on the right. And that's another thing you can use. These are about $70. They restrict a little bit of the oxygen that you breathe in. And you can pull that mask up and down as you're exercising to give yourself lots of oxygen or not very much oxygen. Now, another way that you can train your mind is to train for speed. Your nervous system is very dependent on how quickly you can grab motor neurons and make them fire. There's even this CNS tap test. It's a free, pretty inexpensive app that you can put on your phone that calculates how quickly you tap on your phone with your thumbs in one minute. And you can actually track your nervous system by doing that simple test. Another way that you can keep your finger on the pulse of your nervous system is via heart rate variability training. This is a very good way to test each morning. I wear a ring that tells me what my HRV is each morning. There are also apps out there that will tell you what's called your low frequency versus your high frequency score. Your low frequency is a measurement of your sympathetic nervous system. Your high frequency is a measurement of your parasympathetic nervous system. This is a screenshot. Out of one called the Nature Beat app. And in that app I can see hey if my high frequency nervous system is very beat up for this day, that's an indicator that my parasympathetic nervous system is exhausted. So I should avoid any long term aerobic endurance training for today. Or if the low frequency system is very beat up, I can avoid any high intensity kettlebell swinging or intense weightlifting for the day. So it's a very good way to again track your nervous system and know how to train it and know when it's ready to train. Sometimes you want to train your muscles how to move quickly, how to move explosively and how to generate a high amount of force in a short period of time because it turns out that these explosive fast twitch fibers are actually quite good for longevity. Now, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't do 10x training. It means that if you're going to do that, you should enhance that with some kind of sport like basketball or tennis that you play to train for explosiveness. Or you should have a separate bodyweight workout that you do where you're simply moving quickly and explosively. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds, all the advantages of the super slow training along with the explosive fast training. Okay, the next is deep sleep, which is fantastic for the mind. A few of the things that I've found to really enhance deep sleep, which when I measure it, I like to be greater than about 10%, and a lot of people who I look at when I see their data from a Fitbit or a Jawbone or any other sleep tracker is that the deep sleep is very low, which means you're sleeping, but you're not repairing and you're not recovering and you're not consolidating memory. Exposure to red light at night. Exposure to red light at night is one very good way to enhance deep sleep. So what I've done is I've changed up all the light bulbs in my bedroom and in my office when I'm working at night to be red light only. Red light only. No artificial light. Very small amounts of blue light. The next would be this particular plant right here. A lot of people will smoke weed or use marijuana before bed to get to sleep. Believe it or not, that actually decreases the amount of deep sleep that you can get. It allows you to go to sleep pretty quickly if you need to. But the molecule CBD... CBD, which is an isolate, a non-psychoactive component of marijuana that you can often procure far more legally in many places than THC or marijuana, can actually enhance deep sleep. So when it comes to hemp, it depends on what derivative that you use of it, but CBD would be the way to go if you're going to use something like that for sleep, particularly for deep sleep. And then there's a great book called What Makes Olga Run?, And in this book, which is a fantastic treatise on how this 95-year-old track star actually lived her life, she talks about how she keeps an old, empty bottle of wine next to her bedside at night. What she does is she'll actually wake up and knead and roll over any sore muscles with this bottle of wine. Now, that's risky because it could shatter when you're half awake, half asleep, trying to move your shoulder over a bottle of wine, but foam rollers, lacrosse balls, any of these deep tissue devices, I've actually started doing just a little bit of foam rolling, a little bit of deep tissue work before bed at night, almost like a self-inflicted deep tissue massage, and it enhanced my deep sleep cycles simply by finding a few muscles and rolling over them with a foam roller. So now I keep a little foam roller next to my bedstand and one of these little lacrosse balls so I can dig into just a few tight spots because your fascia covers your whole body. And when you can release that just a little bit before bed, it actually enhances relaxation. Okay, next is your body. You've learned a lot of tips about optimizing your mind. Let's jump into the body. The first is to become a fat-burning machine. We know that adipose tissue releases inflammatory cytokines, and those can definitely get in the way of longevity. As a matter of fact, controlling inflammation and controlling what's called glycemic variability or how many blood glucose fluctuations that you get during the day are probably two of the most important things that you can do to enhance longevity. So for the fat-burning machine piece... Very simple. I'm going to give you my one, two, three method for losing fat very, very quickly, and I do this every single day. You get up in the morning, and you're in a fasted state. Preferably, you fasted for 12 to 16 hours. It's kind of the magic window to go without eating each day. Next, when you're in that fasted state, you do anywhere from about 20 to 30 minutes of any type of aerobic exercise, not cortisol, stress-producing exercise, something very easy, walk in the sunshine, easy swim, easy yoga session, you name it. So you're in a fasted state, you're tapping into your own adipose tissue by doing something aerobic in that fasted state, and then you finish with two to five minutes of cold exposure two to five minutes of cold exposure. So you're fasted, you wake up, aerobic exercise, and you finish with cold, and for a bonus on that, if you can have a little bit of caffeine to enhance your fatty acid utilization, coffee or green tea, it'll blow up that effect even more, especially if you're trying to lose weight or tap into your own adipose tissue. Okay, the next is consistency trumps variety. Consistency trumps variety. What I found, and this is Paul Check's backyard where he stacks rocks each morning. That's his workout is he stacks rocks each morning. Laird Hamilton does breath work and a hot shower each morning. Don Wildman has this one and a half hour circuit training routine that he does three days of the week. Mark Sisson paddleboards and plays ultimate frisbee each week. But these are some of the same things they do every single week. It allows them to maintain fitness without actually getting injured, without throwing too many things at their body. I used to think that the best workout, and I've said this from stage before, is whatever workout you're not doing at the moment. So you're always moving on to something new that confuses your body. But as I've gotten older and I've observed some of these older people who are very fit, they're doing the same things over and over again, right? That's the beauty of something like the 10x workout that you learned about yesterday, is it's the same reliable thing, whether you're sleep deprived or whether you're demotivated to train or whether you're at risk for injury. doesn't matter. It's the same thing, and your body gets used to that, and there can be some benefit to that. You don't get fit quite as quickly when you're not changing up all your exercises and your workouts, but by staying consistent and having a tried and true routine, it allows you to actually maintain your fitness year-round. And that's something interesting that I picked up from these guys, that some kind of routine trumps novelty. Okay, next for the body. The frequency of bowel movement has actually been associated with mortality... And there's probably some amount of toxin reabsorption and some scientific reason for this in terms of getting stuff out of your gut. But make sure that you poop like a baby. Make sure that you poop like a baby. I'll give you a few of my tips that I'm using right now. First of all, every single Wednesday, I do a coffee enema. Coffee enema is fantastic for peristalsis, for bile production, for your liver, for your gallbladder. Every single week, I do one, and it keeps me going like clockwork, but it's fantastic for detoxification all year round. Get a stainless steel enema bucket. Whenever I'm home, every Wednesday, that's where I'm at on Wednesdays, lying on the bathroom floor doing my coffee enema. If you travel a lot, by the way, there's a suppository called a Glytamin that you can use to achieve a very similar effect, G-L-Y-T-A-M-I-N. So coffee enemas, That's one thing. The next is deep tissue psoas work. Again, I didn't realize how tight a lot of these muscles, that in many cases a massage therapist, won't work on until I started to do deep tissue work on my psoas. It feels like someone's sticking a knife into your abs. But a lot of people have gut issues, and it's not because their gut's broken and they're following the wrong diet. It's because they have musculoskeletal issues and a very tight psoas or iliacus. So in that picture, I'm using a device called a SO, a PSO, to do deep tissue work on my psoas. The next is some form of vibration or peristalsis. So, for example, one thing that I'll do when I wake up in the morning is I'll just do very simple... Qi Gong shaking. Qi Gong shaking, another one you'll see me using in this picture, is a MyoBuddy. It's a vibrating massage tool that I use to massage my whole body every few days at home, but I make sure that I hit my abs too because, again, a lot of times a massage therapist is uncomfortable working on the area where all of your organs are, but you can do self-inflicted tissue work on your abdominals By working your psoas and by using some kind of vibration or massage combined with, as you saw, use of a squatty potty or a squatting position, you can actually move stuff through you far more efficiently. So those are a few of my secrets for pooping like a baby. Next is to not worry so much about diets. Diets. Now, there are certain people in the world who, based on their bacterial ratio, what's called their firmocyte-to-bacterial ratio in their gut, will respond without a very high blood glucose response to donuts or, in the case of the studies they've done in Israel, bananas, cookies, and then other people's blood glucose will go through the roof. And this is because there's a lot of genetic variety when it comes to the way you process sugars, the way you process fats, the way you process proteins. So... The idea is that you want to figure out what diet actually works best for you. One of the best ways to start into that is to do something like I already explained. Go read a book like Dirty Genes. Get a genetic analysis and begin to dig into what your ancestors ate and also into what genes you actually possess that will affect everything from how quickly you metabolize caffeine to how much of an inflammatory response you would have to something like a ketotic-based diet. So there's a lot of testing that you can do, but it's not my opinion that everyone should follow a certain diet because we live in a day and age where you can test and you can figure out what diet is better for you. Like I mentioned, controlling blood glucose fluctuations is, in my opinion, one of the most important things that you can do to confer longevity. There's a host of different ways that you can do it. One is the consumption of bitters or digestifs before a meal. They've got a fantastic digestif liqueur here in Italy called Ibo Libo. At home, I'll mix mint and ginger and black pepper and a variety of different herbs and spices and put those in a copper mug with a little bit of ice and tequila and make myself a Moscow mule. Anything that enhances what's called your first phase insulin response. Lemon. Lemon. Ginger, anything like this that would be considered a bitter or a digestif, when consumed before a meal, lowers your blood glucose response to that meal. That's bitter melon extract. That's one that's used in Okinawa, Japan, for example. You can get that in supplement form. Taken prior to a meal, it'll lower your blood glucose after you eat. Ceylon cinnamon is another one. Two teaspoons of Ceylon cinnamon a day. Berberine is also common. You'll find this is a blood sugar stabilizer in a lot of supplements. A shot of apple cider vinegar prior to a meal. This is another way that you can decrease your blood glucose response to a meal or stabilize your glucose during the day, putting a little bit of apple cider vinegar into the beverages that you drink. Chewing your food 25 to 40 times per bite is a really good way to enhance your blood glucose response to a meal. So paying attention to chewing, mindful eating, fantastic strategy for glycemic response. Any type of explosive exercise, and they've shown that it can be as little as 30 seconds, right? Dropping and doing 10 burpees before a meal or doing my little rule where I'll slip off to the bathroom and do a few air squats in the bathroom when I'm eating a lot of food at a restaurant. Anything quick and explosive like that will enhance your blood glucose response to a meal. Now... In terms of walking, walking is also fantastic for enhancing your glucose response to a meal, but they found that the best time to do it is for about an hour after you've eaten. For about an hour after you've eaten is the best way to get a walk in. And it doesn't matter, I don't mean walk for an hour, I mean within the hour after you've eaten, taking a stroll, like a postprandial stroll, 10, 15, 20 minutes, that's fantastic. So something explosive before, something easy and aerobic afterwards. I barely eat any carbohydrates all day long. In a normal situation, nine times out of 10, I'm all fats, I'm all vegetables, moderate amounts of protein all day long. Then at the very end of the day, I have my carbohydrates to top off the energy stores for the next day's physical activity. Recover like Wolverine. Using better living through science, there are a lot of different ways that you can recover more quickly. Peptides are one. There are peptides called BPC-157 and TB-500. In the States right now, you can just order these off of like veterinary websites or chemical websites, and you can actually inject these around the skin to enhance your joint's ability to heal. Now, another one is neural therapy. This is a very interesting form of injections that I underwent at a naturopathic clinic in Idaho, but they inject procaine and vitamin B12 into different nerves, and it really enhances the body's ability to be able to heal. So this is another very cool tactic. I'm also famous, of course, for being the person who had a perfectly healthy penis that I injected with stem cells to try and make it bigger. This was the story that they told on Gizmodo. Not true. I did not have a small dick. There were other reasons that I went through this procedure, but Harry Adelson recently did a full-body stem cell makeover on me. This was a combination of a new cutting-edge molecule called an exosome combined with stem cells. I did it a few weeks ago and had every single joint injected with stem cells, and this is the type of thing that you can do now to increase the number of stem cells you have available to you and decrease your propensity for aging due to a loss of stem cells. Okay, the next one is to fortify your immune system. A few ways that I do this, I use colostrum a lot of times during the year to enhance my immune system and enhance the amount of growth factors I have available to me. That one's fantastic. Colostrum is a very good supplement to take, especially if you have a stressed gut or if you need a little pick-me-up when it comes to your immune system. Another one are these Myers Cocktails IVs. Myers Cocktails IVs. Rather than taking a multivitamin, getting... Multivitamins into your bloodstream if you haven't done these before is a very, very good way to enhance longevity and to get your body chock full of a lot of nutrients that it may have trouble absorbing anyways. The next thing that you really want to focus on for the immune system is low level physical activity, bouncing, vibrating, moving all day long. I actually keep a mini trampoline, a mini trampoline in my office now. And at certain points during the day, when I take a break, I'll bounce up and down on that. It's a very kind of low level physical activity you can do without a lot of impact. Fantastic for the lymph fluid. So that's another strategy that I use, and it's related to this idea of hacking your environment. So for example, to enhance the left and right hemispheric activity in the brain, you can get these balance devices. I have one called a fluid stance, and you can stand on these when you're working during the day, and it actually challenges your balance just a little bit as you're standing and typing And it's a great way to hack your environment and to keep your brain turned on during the day. Another one is to move and still be able to work. I use a software on my computer called Dragon Dictate. Dragon Dictate. And this one is fantastic for allowing you to record and to get accurate transcription of what you're saying while you're still able to move and do things like balance or walk on a treadmill while you're doing your work during the day. The next one is a special stretch that a guy named Dr. David Beck, the inventor of the Bosu ball, taught me. It's called the coil. I do this on airplanes. I do it when I'm working. It's one of the best full-body stretches you can do. You put one leg back behind you like this, you bend the other one, and you reach over your head like this. Basically, this coil exercise is one that I've been doing a lot of. Again, I'm trying to show you guys some of the newer things that I've discovered of late. Fantastic exercise for kind of keeping the body fully stretched throughout the day. The next is to care for your skin and your symmetry. A few things that I do for anti-aging and longevity for my skin is, uh, number one, a weekly clay mask. I actually do this, yes, on the same day that I do the coffee enema. I do a clay mask, and I do my enema, then I get up and I wash the clay mask off. Yes, for those of you who are wondering how I pull all this off, I multitask. So a clay mask, really, really good method for enhancing the skin, Another one is golf ball rolling. Your feet affect everything from the space in your chest where your lungs reside to your posture, your symmetry, the health of your hips and your knees. So I keep a golf ball right on my desk, and every once in a while during the day, I'll roll one foot and then roll the other foot so that my feet are giving me a good, stable platform and I'm maintaining the strength of my feet during the day. So the golf ball trick is a really, really good one for body symmetry and the health of the entire system. Another one is collagen. Adequate collagen consumption is something that a lot of people don't get enough of, kind of like creatine. So getting 20 to 40 grams of collagen, whether from a supplement form or from a bone broth form, like a cup of bone broth has about 8 to 10 grams of collagen in it, for example, really, really good way to enhance the health of your skin, your bones, your joints, everything. So collagen, taking about 20 to 40 grams of collagen per day, that's a great supplement. Optimizing your spirit. If you haven't read the book, The Biology of Belief, which goes into how different frequencies, different emotions can actually affect different cells and affect your actual genetic expression, read the book and get to know the idea about different frequencies eliciting different emotions and different genetic responses. The biology of belief. The next is gratitude. I do a gratitude practice every single morning. I write down one thing I'm grateful for, one truth that I discovered, and one person that I can help or pray for or serve that day. Daily gratitude practice, fantastic way to enhance the health of your spirit along with your body and your mind. Sound healing. This is a guy named Porungay who does sound healing sessions in Sedona. Using sound to enhance not just your health, but also things like your sleep. This is a love tuner. I've seen a few people around here wearing the love tuner, which you can blow on. It creates a 520 hertz frequency that can actually enhance your ability to express the emotion of love. Another one is whole tones music. There's a guy named Michael Tyrell who creates these CDs that are chock full of beats that can actually heal your body with sound and elicit certain emotions and certain mood states depending on the sounds that you choose. These are a couple of apps that I use on my phone. One is called Brain FM, which is basically like an artificial intelligence algorithm that you can use for focus, for meditation, for sleep. Another one is called Sleepstream, which is like a DJ for sleep. You can play different binaural beats, different white noises, different background noises, but it's fantastic to use, not only for sleep, for focus, for naps, creativity, really good one, two combo. The next is love. We know about love, family, relationships, as I mentioned earlier, being fantastic for longevity, going out of your way to surround yourself with people. A few books that really helped me out. One was Never Eat Alone. One was the book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts by Susan Cain. And then finally, Dan Buettner gets into the importance of being with people, socializing, not being a social isolate, you know, not being lonely all the time, surrounding yourself with family, love, life, and relationships, incredibly important for longevity. And those are a few books that really helped me. The next one is To Experience Sex... Because I'm on a time crunch, all I'm going to do is recommend that if you're able to get your hands on the January 2018 edition of Men's Health Magazine, where I was sent on a three-month quest to look into everything that a man could do to enhance his sexual performance, read that magazine because I take a deep dive into both the spirituality of sex and also a whole bunch of different biohacks for men and women to enhance sexual performance. But I want to finish with this. The number one thing that you can do to not just live a long time But to look good naked and to be happy forever, to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself happy, to keep yourself connected, key, life force, energy, chakra, prana, spirit. Many of us are very, very focused, as I was for a very long time, on all these biohacks to optimize the body and optimize the brain. But we've got this dry, shriveled up soul and spirit inside of us. And the number one thing that I've found that has really helped me tap into true happiness and true longevity is to care for the one single part of me that I believe is going to be around for the rest of my life for all of eternity, right? You can take away the supermodel, their good looks, or the you know the CEO who makes a lot of money, all of their finances, or the most successful person in the world can be stripped of all their successes. There's a verse in the Bible called, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his own soul? So the idea here is that you want to care for your soul, You want to care for your spirit and not just get so caught up with the biohacks and the six pack abs and the the optimization of your neurotransmitters that you forget to care about your happiness and your purpose and true meaning in life. And one of the best ways that I've found to do that is by simply being quiet for a couple of minutes. You can try this now. You can close your eyes. Just block off all this external stimuli just for a moment. Close your eyes and connect with your purpose. Connect with your soul. And if you don't know what your purpose is, if you're still seeking that out, if you can't write down or see in your mind a sentence that dictates your purpose, the unique reason that you were brought to this world, the reason that you've been blessed with a soul, what it is that you were called here to achieve, then finding that purpose is one of the best things that you can do for your longevity and for your happiness. Mine is to empower people to live a more adventurous, joyful, and fulfilling life. My purpose in life is to empower people to live a more adventurous and joyful and fulfilling life. And by knowing that purpose, I can wake up each morning, feed my soul with that, and go off into the world enabling other people to tap into their adventurous, joyful, and fulfilling life. So knowing your purpose is what feeds your soul. So if you aren't able to write your purpose down, I would challenge you at some point today, go to a quiet place and begin to think about why it is that you're here, who it is that you can help here, the unique talents and the unique gifts that you bring to the world. Because if you don't do anything else, the coffee enemas, the photobiomodulation, the microdosing, anything else, finding your purpose in life and then loving others with that purpose is one of the most powerful things that you can do for your longevity and for your happiness. So thank you all for listening. Thank you.
0: If you like that episode, know that Ben Greenfield's new program with Mind Valley, which is on longevity, will launch on mindvalley.com very, very, very soon. So make sure you're paying attention to our upcoming quest is learning methodology where you go through a deep learning in 30 days, around 10 to 20 minutes a day on our app, Mind Valley Quest with leading teachers of the world, including Ben Greenfield. So I hope you enjoyed that. And if you like that talk and uh, that type of information, don't forget to check out AFEST, AFEST.com. That is the website where you can apply to become one of the attendees for our transformational festivals. The festivals sell out, so it's by application. Acceptance rates are around 20 to 25 percent. So if you are someone who feels that you would really thrive at this type of event, connecting with like-minded individuals around the world doing amazing things things and learning from rock stars like Ben, definitely check out AFest.com. This is Vishen Lakiani. Thank you for joining this Mind Valley podcast. We would love for you to leave a review. Please go ahead, leave us a rating, leave a review. And in that review, mention Ben Greenfield if you like this episode. I know Ben would truly appreciate that. All of our authors do. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week.